Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. This time, we have yet another interview we'd like to share with you, dear listeners. On this episode, we speak to none other than Joe Taslim, one of the stars of Warner Brothers' new video game adaptation, Mortal Kombat. For those unaware, Mortal Kombat is a film based on the video game franchise of the same name and features a wide variety of colorful heroes and villains that do battle in a tournament that will decide the fate of the world. In this new film, Taslim plays Sub-Zero, one of the most iconic characters in the franchise and a major force in the film. Folks might know Taslim for his work over the years as one of the best action stars around the world. He really broke out in a big way a decade ago thanks to his role in Gareth Evans' action masterpiece, The Raid. He also starred in one of the best action films of the past five years, The Night Comes for Us. And in addition, you, you can see him show up in Fast and Furious 6, Star Trek Beyond, and the underrated Cinemax, now HBO Max series, Warrior. In our discussion, we talk about Mortal Kombat, obviously, including his love of the franchise that dates back to when he was a kid playing the video game. We also talked about The Raid, and it's celebrating its 10-year anniversary, and what it's like being part of a film that's regarded as one of the best action movies of all time. And finally, I do bring up Double Impact, which is a callback to a recent episode we did where we all pitched action film remakes. I actually, during that episode, pitched a remake of Double Impact, the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic. But this time I put Joe Taslam in the leading role. And of course, I had to mention it to him. So you might be surprised about his reaction when I tell him the idea. But before I throw it to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So stick around, listen to our interview with Joe Taslam, where I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Enjoy. I want to thank Joe Taslam for joining us on the Playlist Podcast to discuss Mortal Kombat. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. The pleasure all mine. Oh, no, it's ours. Trust me. Uh, before we get to the new ultra R-rated Mortal Kombat, I know you're roughly the same age as we are. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you were obsessed with the techno theme song from the original movie like we were. Of course. Of yeah. Course. And did you like? And every morning, did you like? Yeah, did you like blare it every morning when you were uh, getting ready to get on set? Yeah, I mean, like I listened to like in the trailer. I think I think I remember. I always I brought my speaker all the time and my PlayStation with Mortal Mortal Kombat games, Mortal Kombat XL. I remember. So the that that soundtrack is kind of like for us to just to start a day, especially early early morning call. So remember when I my trailer is beside. Beside Raiden, beside Taranobu Asano's trailer. So he's probably like, is that too loud? No, no, it's good, it's good. And continue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of fun. And then I remember, like, it's not just the song. I, I, I brought my PS4, brought to the set. And while waiting, I, you know, like Kong Lao, Ludi, uh, Kong Young, um, Lewis, Taranobu, maybe uh, Hiroki Sanada. 
he he's not well he doesn't know how to play game i don't know but he he wasn't there but most of us most of us played the game together and so that was awesome. I, I know i know the game already so i'm good you <laughs> cannot fight me or you can you just fight me in real life <laughs> <laughs> when you're asked to play sub-zero in a mortal Kombat film is it like instant yes or unlike me did you just have a level of self-control required to ask follow-up questions and not scream, fuck yeah, at the top of your lungs. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, it was instant yes, for sure. Well, you're going to beat me when I say, okay, it's okay to swear, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally go fine. for it. Totally yeah, fine. yeah, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Um, <laughs> it's so good to say that. Uh, yeah, when I, my agent called me and then asked, hey, Warner Bros. is doing Mortal Kombat and then they wanted you to play Subdue. I was like, but I, I gotta I gotta keep it cool with oh yeah, okay. Can we do something? But actually I was like, Are you kidding me? You know, I grew yeah. up playing this game. Are you kidding me? So but I'm like, yeah, yeah, but we're gonna get you the script and then I'm like but deep inside I was like, I don't really care, you know. I wanna be I wanna I wanna play my hero. I wanna play my hero and I know I know I can play this character, I know I can give justice to the character, I can give more than just cool fight scenes, I can give this character heart. I just, I just, I just knew it. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, they decided to go with me and, or they didn't change their mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're very well versed in, in action choreography at, at this point. And how much preparation did you have to do for a role like this? I mean, did you have a hand in any of the, the fight choreography? Were you ever like, guys, I was in the raid. I, I got this. Like, what was yeah, it yeah, like? Yeah. Well, I, well, well, I didn't, I didn't have the guts to say that, you know, for me, <laughs> for me, you know, every project I, I've been so far, I always, I don't, I don't know. It's just me. I always respect, um, like, you know, respect is part of my life here. I used to be a judoka for 12 years. So is there Japanese value of life is like hard in my brain. I always come to the project, you know, even though if I disagree, I always try to like, are you sure you want to do this? But, you know, this, this, <laughs> I wish I always wanted, I always uh, delivered whatever is that in a, in a very, in a very soft way. But luckily in this one, I think Chan, uh, Chan Gribben, Anthony, they were amazing choreographers and uh, they are amazing choreographers and they were great in, in the, throughout the process. So they always kind of like came up to me said like uh, do you want to change anything I was like, but I like I was like I was so I was honest I was like there's nothing to change mm -hmm. there's nothing because you guys did especially you know the the part that he freeze the blood and stab it back and just go stab it back and it looked there and it, mm -hmm. so that part I mean like when I heard about that idea I was like are you kidding me I didn't even think about that I mean like, mm -hmm. that's so crazy because it's connected to his power it doesn't like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel push. You know? It doesn't feel like, oh, for the sake of coolness and badass, let's do this. Because, because it's his skill to freeze anything. And then if he can freeze part of the opponent's <laughs> liquid or blood and then stab it back to his body, you know, when Scorpion said, get over here and then you get back there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I noticed that, that really stood out to me with the power was the shotgun blast. Like when he stops like a shotgun blast and the you see like the little the burst. I was like, oh, I've never even thought about that, but that's really cool. Yeah, they're they're crazy, crazy talented. Um, well I yeah, like the the that the question before, I didn't I 
didn't I didn't change anything. It, it's it's all them. Well, I mean they they tried to probably uh, if it's right leg or right kick or left, it's just that. I mean like which one are you left? Are you uh, are you left-handed? You which one? It's only like technical stuff for for the camera that we need to adjust, but. The choreography itself it's just choreographed really really i mean like beautifully i gotta like give you know this this to them and you know, this this sort of kung fu <laughs> awesome. uh, respect yeah. to them yes yeah so the film is filled with just all sorts of violence and blood and gore like you were saying like you literally stab somebody with their own blood so you have to think that there weren't very many things left on the cutting room floor, but I, I, I gotta ask, was there like a scene that you shot as Sub-Zero that was just too much and you're like, okay, they, they can't put this in there or, or any like deleted scenes where you're like, okay, this, the, we're, we're hardcore, but not that hardcore. Uh, well, I, well, I supported every idea so far in terms of the violence because, uh, you know, the old movies that I did kind of like in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, to be honest, and I played the game, the, the game is even more violent. So what they did uh, in the movie, still respecting and give justice to the game. But of course, in the movie, in the game is two different world because in the game fantasy, it's just unlimited. You can just go whatever you want to go but in the movie we have continuity we have you know this is you know a real human character because in the game when you play a character the character something happened in the first minute of the game and then he just got you know he just get up and then fight again but in the movie when i break someone's hand it needs to you know the hand needs to break it cannot just heal by itself we need to give reason so well, what they did with all those logic and then uh, explanation, they did amazing in terms of violence. It's just, I think it's very hard to top it. Well, we can top it in the sequel, but... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to get back to the raid for a moment because the raid's turning 10 this year. Uh, it's been very kind to everybody involved. Uh, you know, a lot of people involved have used it as kind of a springboard to other things and other projects and did you know at the time that you were making that film that you were making something special and and really how does it feel to look back on that time you know a decade later well, well the raid was my first action movie i did two other movies but they weren't action so it was my first action movie i was like 10 years younger and then well we didn't know to be honest we didn't know, but I, we trusted Gareth so much in the process. Me, Iko, Yayan, we, it's almost, it, it didn't feel like like a movie industry. It, it felt like in the Shaolin, <laughs> Shaolin training that you just believe in your sensei, you know? You just believe in your Sifu, whatever he said, like, do it again, again. It was like, oh, it's already 50 takes and you want to do it again? Yeah, do it again. We were just like, yeah, let's do it. So we believed in our director immensely and then somehow halfway in the movie he told us that okay this movie just sold like globally and i said but we haven't finished the movie yeah but they love what they saw like half of the movie they want to you know sony want to be part of it and then it just it's just crazy and then at that point i i kind of like have this oh we're doing something pretty cool eh <laughs> people are actually going to watch it yeah. yeah yeah uh but after we i saw it the first time in toronto film festival 2011 
I still, I, I was still like, you know, like on and off. And then the movie, they, we, they played the movie, the first time they played the movie. And then straight, straight away after that night, midnight, it was like, you know, trending topics in North America. We were like me and Nico, we were like busy change, uh, checking on Twitter because a lot of mentions, right? And we were like, oh, what is this? Oh, oh, one by one, man. Because you man, we didn't sleep the whole night. It was like, Gareth, Gareth, see this, see this. It was, I, you know what? That that moment probably one of the best happiness in my life. It, because it was it was the first time for me to have all the, you know, all this positive energy. People respect the work. It's just crazy. Well, it it's a great movie, and thank you, I thank you for 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 asking. Yeah. It, it brought me back to to that moment that we and Nico was in the room just checking on the message. Good. <laughs> so let's talk about the the English language remake that they keep trying to do over and over again. Clearly, mm. film has become iconic, uh, but as someone that isn't American, what do you think Hollywood's insistence on remaking great movies for English language audiences? Uh, what do you think about that that situation? And and can can they capture the magic of the raid? Do you think that's something that I think that's lightning in a bottle? I don't know if they're, think, they're doing the right thing. Well, I worked in Hollywood movies, and I'm I'm still working in Indonesia. I kind of like live my career kind of like in a both worlds, which is totally different the way we shoot movies, and in a rules wise, because in Hollywood. Well, it's great to have rules, the limitations. You cannot work over hours, and then you cannot do dangerous stuff. But in in Asia, generally, in in, in Asia, we have more flexibility. We work longer. We can go a bit crazy, <laughs> a bit dangerous. So to shoot like we shot in a raid with like thirty, forty takes, punch to the face or kick to the body. I think it's illegal to do it in Hollywood, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too many lawyers. Whoever tried to produce this, they're gonna go to jail because, <laughs> because, because it's just different world. And my, I love working in Indonesia the way, the way like that because there's still a lot of upside because the flexibility gives you more creativity. So we, we work long hours. You can just you know cook it and cook it, cook it until until you know it's right before you move to the another another shot but in in because we have more more hours and more more flexibility like i said well it's just two different well i cannot cannot be compared i think yeah no that makes sense and before we let you go i have to to take a bit of a selfish moment here you're if you haven't gathered by now we're we're three huge fans of yours um with the <laughs> raid you. and i love the night comes for us i think that's a masterpiece so um your name has come up quite a bit in our discussions on the podcast. And one time recently it was brought up, I was thinking about actors that I wanted to remake nineties action movies. And your name came up because I want, I don't know if you know this movie, so you probably don't, but have you ever heard of the Jean-Claude Van Damme film, Double Impact? Yo, I'm a huge fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know Double Impact. I know... I watched a lot of, I think most of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, I, I grew up watching a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme in theater because he's huge in Asia. He's huge in, in he was, he was, I think he's still a legend now, but when he was younger, he was like, probably Jason Statham level. Yeah, yeah. For now, for kids nowadays. 
I mean, he's a legend, man. Um, I watch. So can you remake Double, Double Impact? In, uh, Double Impact, <laughs> me playing myself? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You and yeah. your twin brother. Me myself. Yes. <laughs> and then Timo directing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can make it happen, you know? <laughs> I don't even need a cut. I think that's it. a good idea. Yeah. I, I, I'll talk to him. I'll call him after this. You know, All because right, okay. we're, we're we're like brothers. I'm gonna I'm gonna please I'm gonna do call him and ask. <laughs> do you know Double Impact? Do you want to remake it? And uh, let me fight myself. <laughs> yeah, there's the we we can have no limitation to do that because I'm just you know fighting myself. So yeah, that's a good idea. Double right. Impact. I love it. I love Double Impact. Nowhere to Run. Hard yeah. Target. Oh, uh, they are they are all my favorite movies. Great, great. So we have to wrap up, and uh, I want to I want to thank you again for for talking with us about Mortal Kombat, which we all agree is a a, a fun thank video you. game, a very bloody movie, and uh, shows off what you can do pretty well. So thank you, Joe, for joining us. And uh, thank, you, thank you, Mike, Brian. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Go check out Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay. Stay safe. Take care. Uh,